Good day, everybody. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Good Day podcast. We are still in New Zealand. Yes. So I think the majority of these episodes now will be out of New Zealand and not out of Australia. But don't worry, we're going back soon. Yeah. Back home. So um, in the last episode, I think that it was right before we went from Auckland to Hamilton to visit my friend Faye and her family, which was lovely. Um, I just want to preface quickly with the fact that in the last episode, Corey kind of made the street we were staying on in Auckland sound sketchy because there was a murder in the, his mystery book decades ago. In 1905. Yeah, but no, it was the best street ever. It was like basically the main street. It was called Queen Street and it had all the best shopping. We were very centrally located. Yeah, it felt great to just be like literally in the middle of everything. So we like walked to one side and that's where all like the nice restaurants were we walked to the other side there's parks and stuff so it was it was a perfect area we're like above a gucci and a louis vuitton like it was oh yeah there was more designer stores in auckland than i've ever seen before yeah Yeah. i agree um and then also i want to clarify that um our little break-in possible break-in story last time was in coming out of a very nice neighborhood called alambi heights a very rich neighborhood, so it's not like we dog sat in the ghetto. I just want to make it clear. This was like a nice neighborhood. Yeah, we only dog sit for rich people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we try our best. We try our best. But... <laughs> um, and then we have a cool dog sit coming up that I just wanted to mention that we took an interview for while we were in Auckland, and it's going to be in a church. An old restored church that... It's like a lifted chapel. It's yeah. really cool. It's absolutely massive. It's a little bit more inland than where we'd normally be staying, like towards the beach. But um, so these people were talking about how their dogs have been bit by snakes before. And they're just telling us what to do if it happens. And I was like, so like, what do we, what do they do? Like, are they just like laying in the grass? And then like, if the dog walks by, like they'll jump up and bite them. And the lady was hysterically laughing, and she was like, no, they're not just, like, waiting in the the grass to bite. They are, like, laying in the sun on the driveway, and the dog goes to attack it, and then it just defends itself. But apparently she thought that I was very funny for thinking that snakes are just lurking, waiting to attack. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. She was laughing at us pretty good. And we got the job. Yes, we got the job. So we'll be living in a church for about 10 days, Um, but... Yeah, so we are, we had a journey from Auckland to Hamilton, and... I mean, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that it long, was like but it was under a f- two hours. fun double-decker bus that we were on, and one thing that always happens is there's coughers on the bus. Wet coughs everywhere, left and right. It's just, it's just like a given when you're traveling on a bus, I think. Yeah, we ended up sitting in like the very, very, very front of the top of the bus, and someone in the very back was just, like, coughing just the whole time. It was disgusting. Similar to the ferry. Oh, yeah. Um, a ferry out, out of Auckland. Someone on the other side of the boat was coughing so much, and we were so happy we sat on the other side from them. Oh, but getting to the bus stop, that was another journey in itself uh. because, I don't know, we were... I think we were in a coffee shop or something, and we're like, oh, yeah. no, we were waiting for food. So we got the 
best kebabs bay spots evan kebabs in auckland shout out <laughs> they're our first sponsor um we were waiting forever for them and we we're like all right we kind of got to go it's like half a mile away and we have three bags our hiking bags and there's one extra bag and it was all uphill and we were like running the whole time to catch the bus and it was like 85 degrees out scorching heat but we yeah. made it peak summer here um that was hard for me <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything but yes it, it was hard for both of us but getting to hamilton was easy faye and her family are very very nice we thank them so much for hosting us oh and... my gosh they were so nice they like set the table for every meal breakfast lunch and dinner they cooked a home-cooked meal they're actually vegetarian slash pescatarian, so that was fun, and we got to try a ton of new dishes, and everything was amazing. We had yeah. a pizza night. Which was phenomenal, yeah. That you was so good. You might not think that we'd be having a beats in New <laughs> Zealand, but it was actually so good. Faye's dad made a um, pizza oven outside, and it was lovely. Yeah, that was amazing. It was fun. And another thing we did in... Hamilton or around Hamilton was Hobbiton. So we went to see the place that the Lord of the Rings was shot, Hobbiton. It was absolutely insane. This, like, I, I'm shocked because I guess they were flying over the country trying to pick out a spot for Bilbo's Baggins home and the Shire and everything like that. And it, like, I don't know how they found this place, just because it, like, I feel like all of New Zealand looks like this, and then they just made it into something that's, like, insanely magical. It was so cool to see, and we got to go into, like, I guess they just opened up, like, the Hobbit holes where you can go inside, explore. Yeah, eight weeks and, before. Yeah, so it was sweet. Um, I had a great time there, and Maxie had the best meat pie of her life there. Oh, yeah, best meat pie, of course, from the Green Dragon Pub. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Green Dragon. But Hobbiton was so cool. I'm not necessarily, like, a big fan. I barely watched the first movie. Um, but now, after going, it was so much fun on the tour that I can't wait to watch the three-and-a-half movie or extended <laughs> Yeah, extended version. edition. Um, our guide was so nice too like i i think we were the only ones that really like talked to him um and so when we were leaving he was like so nice talking to you guys like yeah. have a great day like it was just seemed like he liked us more than anyone and he kind of looked like a hobbit i think like yeah. he might have had some hobbit dna in, in there and that's like 100 percent. it was his calling to go to hobbiton and work there yeah and in those Hobbit holes that they just finished eight weeks ago, they have, like, all movie set stuff that they recreated. And everything's fake, but it looks so real, so you are encouraged to touch everything. So there's, like, fake bread that looks just like real bread and fake bottles of, or jars of cherries floating in liquid. Yeah. It's all fake. Fake pens yeah. and yeah. writing scrolls and Fake stuff. newspapers, fake everything. It's really 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 cool so it's nice that they let you touch everything yeah. and then i was nearly touching stuff at the bakery because they had fake bread next to real cookies and the lady was laughing and she was like yeah you literally have to touch everything here to make sure it's real <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny and yeah the the 
the Green Dragon Pub was cool. Uh, the Hobbit holes were so cool. I, I would definitely go back. And it seems like everything in this country, at least in my head, is relating back to Lord of the Rings. Like, I'm just looking on map where things were filmed. Like, a little sneak peek. We're in Franz Joseph Glacier right now. But we... I was like, oh, I wonder what they filmed here. And they did film something here. The lighting of the beacons. But you'll hear more about that later. Um... Yeah, so everything just relates back to Lord of the Rings, where things were filmed, why everything looks like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but also, it seems like this side of the country, I was not expecting it to look like this. It's like a rainforest. like Yes, it's lush. And... Yeah, and I got a little bone to pick with, with all you back home who's saying like, Oh, what about the snakes and spiders and bugs in yeah. Australia? Joke's on you because there's absolutely nothing in New Zealand. Nothing. nothing deadly, nothing large either. They have a lot of flightless little birds that look like chickens. That's the worst that it could get, but I love them. They're so cute. I'd eat them. Um, The most deadly thing here? Sandflies, mosquitoes have been killing me. Just Corey, really. Like my, I love Corey. I've never gotten bit by more sand, like bugs in my life. My ankles are absolutely annihilated by these bugs. Just like there's mosquitoes and sandflies everywhere I go. But they, I don't. They find me. I don't want that to represent this country because like it's just happening to you. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. It wasn't happening to Faye or I. I mean, I, I get bites here and there, but... I got killed. I got absolutely killed. So, the bugs are worse in New Zealand than Australia. <laughs> You've heard it here first. That's fact. It's canon. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is a super eco-friendly country. And especially, like, Faye's family is really eco-friendly. And it's almost inspiring me to go home and do more. Yeah, it was really cool that they collect the rainwater. Faye's family collects their own rainwater and uses that and filters it and stuff. But it's like, I feel like I heard stories of like California. It was like illegal to collect your own rainwater because of droughts and stuff. But I see a lot of people. I think our Airbnb last night also was collecting rainwater. So that's like super cool to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is, is really nice. And like all the toilets have a full flush or a half flush. Um I feel like no one turns on lights. It's all yeah. like natural lighting. Um, what else? There's, oh, they all have compost bins. And then the recycling isn't just recycling. It's like, this is the paper bin. This is the glass bin. This is the plastic bin. So it's super intense compared to like your everyday house in the U.S. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even think a lot of people use paper towels or... Yeah, there's nothing um, really... Trash like... bags, such as, like, Faye's family. Yeah. So, so that's good to say. Yeah. People are... Um, the U.S. is definitely uh, several steps behind in that. Mm-hmm. Just gotta notice the difference. For sure. And so you'll hear us talk about it a little bit with Faye, but our hike went amazing. Like, we were not even... Like, I didn't even know what this area was gonna look like. Just kind of looked through some pictures, and it was Caribbean island, tropical, like, paradise with mountains. It was, it was so cool. Like, we it, we had some long days, but uh, it was definitely worth it. And 
each like place we stayed, I'm so happy we stayed there. Cause you have the option to stay in like a hut that we later came to realize was like kind of crazy and or in a bad way yeah in a bad <laughs> way or campsites so the huts we peeped our head into one of the huts and basically it was like two bunk beds but they were the entire length of a room so like you'd be sleeping next to each person like randoms so i don't know i wasn't i was expecting a little bit of spacing between them but this was just no, you're you're yeah. cuddling up to strangers. It's literally like 10 people side by side by side on a massive bunk bed bottom and then the same thing on the top. Like you could climb to the top and another 10 people could sleep side by side on a little cot thing, but it's they would be touching. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um so we camped and we loved our campsites. Yeah, they were all amazing. Amazing I think beaches. My favorite beach was Anatani. On oh. a, a Tahuti. I thought you. I thought you liked mutton. I loved mutton, but just the horseshoe shape of on a Tahuti was amazing. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was so such a big beach. Yeah, it, it, they were all beautiful, but there were some beaches where like, oh, good thing we didn't stay here. Like it was no shade, no nothing, and like it seemed like cold. Like Bark Bay seemed cold, but yeah, we're super happy with all of the hikes we did and how we stayed and. Maxie's feet held up and oh somehow I made it through yeah so we're good I wanted to say this national park is a mix of like the Virgin Islands and Greece if you could imagine that or even like Capri uh it's really really something special here and yeah. kind of like the Whit Sundays, if you're looking at the sandbar and light blue yeah, water it, it swirling yeah very cool in blue water one thing that I didn't really like that um was kind of much different from every other great walk is like when you're on the great walks you're alone or like you're just with the people who are grinding it out and doing the great walks this one is so much more accessible just to like random day hikers that like it's almost like people are walking and they don't it's like they don't get the respect of or like i don't know really how to put it but I'm there grinding like a 25k day and there's like some random person who just day tripped and went on a water taxi and is hanging out and now he's taking a water taxi home. I don't know. It's a different feel. The people there are different than, I don't know. It's just like... So I think we explained what a great walk is later on with Faye, but there's nine big multi-night camping hike pathways that have a start and a finish, and this is really the only one where people can jump in and do a quick section yeah, for fun. Yeah, they jump in, do the middle, and they're done. So it's like there's not everyone is out there doing the 60K grinding, walking every day. It's like, which is good for just like day trips and stuff, but you kind of create this, at least I've created this mentality of like, oh, you're not a, you're not a full walker, you're not you're, I don't, you don't get my respect, you know? <laughs> yeah, you could really tell the difference between someone with no bag or, like, the smallest little lightweight backpack versus us with our 40-pound yeah. backpacking backpacks. I guess if we were to do, like, less, I'd be like, holy cow, this is the best thing ever. I just got to do part of a great walk, and it was so easy, and the water taxi came and dropped me off, so. But yeah. that's that. But we get the sense of accomplishment. Yeah, we do. Start to finish 60 kilometers, 38.2 miles. Mm -hmm. And each night we had a phenomenal campsite. Like, I 
like sleeping on the ground isn't the most fun, but I had a couple good night's sleeps. Yeah, I had a couple. Um, so not too bad, not too bad. I, my worst night of sleep, or no, I don't think it was my worst night of sleep. It was a pretty good night of sleep. I did wake up. I had a dream that I was sitting, like laying on the ground in front of Corey's cousin Morgan, who is sitting on the couch chatting with me. And I was kind of just like relaxing. And I heard her drop a bottle, probably like a bottle of water. And I heard her go, oh, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. And I felt someone slapping me on my neck, like get up, get up, get up, hitting me over and over on my neck. And I woke up and I knew 100% it was not Corey. He was sleeping, facing the other way in the tent. And I just felt like it was like a ghost because I had never felt such a physical like hand on my neck before as like a, I, I really think it was a ghost encounter. We're on very spiritual, sacred land from the Maori people, which are the natives to New Zealand. Um, but I almost wondered if it was like a sacred spot and spirit kind of fooling around with me. It didn't feel malicious, but I swear my neck was physically slapped multiple times and it was trippy. I didn't have any ghost experiences, sadly, but maybe one day. But we could probably add the ghost into the Animals of the Week. I guess. So this is the Animals of the Week segment here, where we discuss what animals we saw this week. I think, what's your favorite animal you've seen so far? Um, It was really special seeing the stingrays. We saw a few. Oh, that I think was we saw three. amazing, yeah. So we'll go through a couple of them here. But also Gia. Gia is definitely one of my favorite animals of the week. <laughs> Gia is... That's Faye's family dog. family dog, which is a Scottish deer hound. Yes, she's yeah. so cute. Very unique looking dogs. Um, yeah, and she was... she. I think she loved us. She might have wanted to come travel with us. But. Yeah, oh my gosh, she started crying when we got out of the car at Hobbiton because mm-hmm. she wanted to come. Yeah, we've also seen... Heaps of sheeps, <laughs> cows. Uh, I think my favorite dog of the week that we've seen, well, yeah, my favorite dog, I think, was those black Russian terriers. The wild dogs, you know, not like Gia, because that's the one we lived in. But like dogs you encounter out in nature that are somebody's. Um, was these massive black Russian terriers that were beautiful. There was two of them and then like a mini one which was cool to see. And David Bowie, our Airbnb host, had the silkiest cocker spaniel yeah. the day we got back from our hike. That was pretty cool. And he was all black. Yeah. And Corey was like, I just saw a mini black Russian terrier. <laughs> the Russian terriers were massive, but I think it was just like a black cocker spaniel or something. Yeah, we had a couple spider encounters that you'll hear about with Faye. Um, the... Really nothing, though, because this yeah. is New Zealand. Uh, the Wekkas, which are just basically big old f- free chickens that we've been calling them. But they don't look like they don't look chickens, like chickens that you eat. They're actually pretty cute. Yeah. Um, they look like a kiwi. Yeah. With a thicker beak. Thicker and shorter beak kiwi. Um, we've also seen uh, a bird called a kaka, which I think is just like a parakeet. Something like a giant parakeet. That... Parrot. Parrot, yeah. 
and the stingray which was amazing and we were walking along we the saw beach. one first at torrent bay beach and we yeah like, oh we were my swimming gosh, we see something swimming near us i see this black thing moving in the water i'm like oh i'm gonna get out of the water yeah <laughs> and we realized it was a stingray but then at mutt and cove we were walking along the beach right at sunset and there was just Oh, well, we saw one at Onatahui, too. Every single campsite. Oh, yeah. Remember, we saw it going down yeah, the, the whole lady was length of the at beach. It, yeah. Around the rocks and the caves there. It was amazing. And, and our favorite one is I Cut Corey Off. Was that Mutton Cove. It was, like, so shallow, and it was right up along the beach. You could, like, literally see his wings or her wings flapping in the water. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was super close to us. Yeah. And that was the Animals of the Week section. We're Since now we're getting close to our final weeks in New Zealand, I've begun my car search again. It was kind of turned off for a while, the car search, just because we were like, I'm not going to message someone when I'm three weeks away from like looking at the car. But I had been messaging people and I'm just like, you know, the classic, oh, is there anything wrong with this car? And I messaged this one guy, and I was he was like, no, everything's good. Uh, and I was like, sweet, can we come? Actually, this was like right after. Yeah, this was like right after. This was still in Australia. Yeah. But it's relevant to this episode. So I messaged him. I was like, can we come look at this car? And he was like, he didn't answer. And I was like, all right. So I double messaged him, and I said, we don't have a car. Would we, can we meet you somewhere? And then all he said was backpacker. Backpackers. <laughs> Backpackers. And I was I was I was a little bit offended by that term. Yeah, we didn't know if it was a question, a statement. We didn't. It was probably an insult, but yeah, I took it as an insult. Yeah. Um, and so from this, we've been saying. Uh, Ew, backpackers, because everybody here is a backpacker. Yeah, lots of backpackers in this country. I don't want to be identified as a backpacker, but I guess in New Zealand it's okay. Yeah. Um, we and have full-on suitcases. We're not backpackers. Yeah, but right now we just have backpacks. <laughs> yeah, right now we are backpackers. But that's the phrase of the week with Faye. I think we spent 10 days with her. So yeah, phrase of the... The phrase of the past 10 days, 10 days are, is... Ew, backpackers. Um, <laughs> Just getting denied from this one guy has created a nice little phrase for us. Yeah, so Faye says it all the time. We say it all the time. Every time we see someone backpacking, we have to say that, ew, backpackers. And now we are the backpackers and we are ew. But I mean, soon we'll have a home for a week. And then, oh yeah, our next house sit is in Cromwell, New Zealand, and that will be very fun. Yeah, we're recording this pretty late just because the four-day hike with no service. Yeah, and hopefully the audio will sound a little better. I did a little audio editing this episode, so I think it'll come out better. If not, I'll keep working on it. Yeah, we have a section with Faye we already recorded, so yeah. it we just need better mics. Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the section with Faye that's coming up right now. And yeah, have a good day. Good day. Good day, Faye. Welcome to the show. Hi. Welcome, Faye. You are our Kiwi listener. And 
Well, I don't know if she's a listener yet, but... I will be. I will be, (laughs) yes. She's our local guide, best Kiwi I've ever met. Yep, me too. And (laughs) we're going to start off real hot. Why don't you believe in Bigfoot? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Controversial topic. Um, What's a very Americanized thing? I haven't grown up with Bigfoot. Um, And I don't think the theories and actually lead to anything okay (laughs) oh this is our segment called questions for a kiwi questions for a kiwi yeah and we did get a few questions from the audience fyi oh okay spontaneous so the three of us otherwise known as gandalf bilbo and frodo just finished our first great walk we did the abel tasman national park in three nights four days we it was quite an adventure um the first night was Maori Howe to Torrent Bay, then that was about 15 kilometers. That was an easy day. What do we think about the first day? Um, so this national park is essentially tropical. Absolute jump scare. Did not realize that New Zealand is some Caribbean island. It is absolutely amazing. The water is as blue as, like, Greece. And looking down on these beaches as we're hiking it was just unbelievable i did not expect it to be so like tropical yeah and we were kind of dragged into this by Faye. she wrong. was like hey wrong <laughs> absolutely wrong it was an invitation to say do you want to join us and i was like this is never going to work out but here we are <laughs> and nelson and it worked out did Corey say it was a 60-kilometer great no. walk? So, yeah, the full distance was 60Ks, or like 37 miles, 37 and a half miles, and, yeah, we crushed it. But, yeah, this was super last-minute planned. We were like, what should we do for these days? Let's look what we can do, and we found this great walk. Because and... New Zealand has these giant journeys you could walk, and they're called great walks, and I think there's nine, right? Mm. So we just did one. And back when I used to work for Lands Down Under, the blanket company that made blankets in New Zealand, I used to do Instagram stories where I'd promote, like, cool things to do in New Zealand just to kind of bring in the culture. And one of the things was the three- to five-day Abel Tasman hike. I put that on an Instagram story, and I still have it on my phone for some reason. So it's kind of full circle that we just did it. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a great old walk. It was definitely different than normal hikes where it's like once you get up into the mountains, you're in the mountains. This was much like you go up to a level. Well, the first day you got up to like a certain level and you were on that all day and it was pretty flat. But other days you were going up and down, going down to the beach, then up some vertical hills. They were pretty tough. Um, how did our feet fare, guys? Poorly. Uh, I am Mrs. Blister King. <laughs> like my feet, I've never seen them so bad. Yeah, it was uh, the third day was our longest day. That was Anatahuti to Mutton Co., which was around 22, 23 Ks. It was like 14 miles, something like that. And the gang was hurting that day. We were all carrying about uh, 30 pound, 30 to 40 pound packs. Um, so it was it was a hard day to say the least. Um, a lot of distance, a lot of weight, but we got it done. And Mutton Cove was beautiful. Yeah, we yeah. loved swimming there. And um, Corey carried our tent, so like shout out to him. And also K- 
carried my shoes when I had to switch to sandals, <laughs> and he just was very helpful for me. So I don't know if I could have done it without him helping me, but Faye is a trooper. So one fun fact, we started counting the barefoot hikers because that seems to be a trend down here. And I think we stopped counting, but we had gotten to six, including Faye, because she did the third day. She finished doing like the last two and a half hours barefoot. Mm -hmm. That's a real trooper. Yeah, those shoes were so bad, we were just like, let's take them off. Try something different. Yeah. But the path was so well paved. It was a gorgeous hike. Yeah, it was really nice. And um, tell us a little bit more about your barefoot lifestyle as a Kiwi. Because <laughs> in America, we like to wear shoes. Well, in New Zealand, we're, we're pretty comfortable, pretty relaxed. And if you see people not wearing shoes, that's totally normal. And we grew up not wearing shoes. I went to my primary school not wearing shoes and spent the whole day at school not wearing shoes. As did the other students, right? As did everybody else. And we ended up going to school not wearing shoes, and then we went to middle school as we were a little bit older where you had to wear shoes to and from school, but we all took our shoes off at school. So you have all your sandals under your desk and don't wear shoes during the day, and then you got to put them back on to go home. <laughs> all right, we'll play a little game here. I'm going to name some locations, and you're going to tell me it's okay if I cannot wear shoes to them. Okay. The Supermarcado. Absolutely. No need for shoes there. <laughs> okay. That's good. The doctor's office. Okay. Probably put your shoes on at the doctor's office. Mm. Oh, we got a different answer okay, from yeah. Australians. Yeah. Cam said no shoes for us, but he's not even... No, it was his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, okay yeah. I'm just thinking... Like needle stick injury. Mm. Yeah, health and safety. Yeah, that's a good call. What about going out to a club? Um, well, you can take your shoes off walking home, but most people wear shoes mm. to good the club. Call. Yeah. Good call. What about to work? Uh, it depends what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, I'd say most people would probably wear shoes at work, but, you know, hey, if you're a scuba diver instructor, you're not wearing <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. All right, and another... Um, cultural difference that we've been coming to. Well, not a cultural difference, but some terminology that we have not heard of before. So when we arrived at Faye's house, day one, like first moment there, there was this man cleaning their roof because <laughs> um, it's really cool in New Zealand. They collect their rainwater and drink it and filter it, and it's really Well, Faye cool, does that, not all of New Well, Zealand, not yeah. everyone. But, so this man was cleaning the roof, and then he ended up knocking on the door, and we hear Faye go, Mom, old mate is at the door. <laughs> and he, like, could hear you saying that, I'm pretty sure. So Corey and I were dying laughing, because we were like, what did she just say? <laughs> so, do you want to explain a little bit about what that means, old mate? <laughs> well, it's like terminology used to describe somebody who's in the vicinity that maybe is... Relevant to the conversation, um, but he's not your buddy. He's not your mate. He's just, he's just. They're they're a person. They're they're random. Yeah. But you want to be nice, and you and everybody's gonna know who you're talking about if you just go, yeah, old mate. And so it's been used for the past week in various co contexts and conversations, and I've picked up on the slang quite well. Yeah, yeah, we cannot stop calling people old mate. Yeah. It's, it's... basically like saying that guy. Yeah, mm. or homie. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's so funny, and we're going to bring that back to the U.S., so... Yeah, so all you old mates out there, watch out. <laughs> and he wasn't old, by the way. He was, like, 35. <laughs> um, so we had some more adventures while we were in Hamilton. Well, to prepare for this hike, we needed stuff. We needed gear. And we didn't have any. All we had were bags and hiking shoes. We got the bags like right after we booked our tent sites. That was back in Australia. But we booked the tent sites, got the bags, and then we're like, okay, we also have shoes. And then, so the two main other things we needed were a tent and a sleeping bag. Faye was nice enough to lend us some other gear. Um, before this hike, we didn't know that Faye was just like an outdoorsy mother nature person, but we learned that very quickly because every corner we went around, she's like, oh, this is the caca bird or this is the, the I mean, she lives here. The big, <laughs> this is the big ass pigeon that we don't have in America. That's looks like a baby eagle. <laughs> but, um, while we were preparing and driving around Hamilton, we, had a little bit of an incident in the car. Yeah. 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 So Maxie starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving. I'm pulling up to a stop sign. And Maxie is screaming. And, and then she's and then she's jumping on me. And I'm driving. And I'm like, Maxie, get off me. And I was like, what is it? And there's a spider in the car. <laughs> and she doesn't have anything to hit it with. So she grabs Corey's drink bottle and absolutely smashes the poor legs off the spider. <laughs> it was traumatic for everybody involved. Yeah, you would think that just like, I, I don't even know what, what to think, but you know spiders in New Zealand, they're nice. You know, they're friendly. It's not Australia. There's no poison here. They're all good guys. But to be fair, it was coming at my face. I thought it was one of those dandelion fuzzes just like floating through the air in the car, but no, it was a giant like big long-legged spider a little different than our daddy long legs back home <laughs> kind of more scary and it was literally coming at my eye so had to panic <laughs> i actually did jump on faye as she was driving and that was really uncalled for so i'm you so sorry you jumped across the middle into faye's lap it was <laughs> it was wild yeah I'll never, unexpected. I'll never forget her saying, Maxie, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was driving. <laughs> ah, good times. Yeah, and another thing that's different down here, like, we went to a pretty big airport in Auckland. It was the domestic flights. But, like, if you go to New Haven and Tweed, you have, we had a smaller airport. You still had to go through security. Of course. So, um... Obviously, everyone in America hates TSA. We all collectively hate TSA, but something very unexpected is you actually appreciate TSA when you don't have any airport security. Um, I guess New Zealand is very trusting of everyone because on their regional flights, this was a one-hour flight to Nelson from Auckland. We did not need to put our carry-ons through um, our personal items through... Yeah, and security. security. We just walked on the plane. We just. I don't think I showed anyone my ticket until I got on the plane. Yeah. Or no, no until you I went did. to the gate, yeah. But um, it was super casual. You just enter the airport and you're basically already at your gate. You sit there and then you, you just get on the plane. 
Yeah, and Faye was sitting next to one of the nicest Americans and just like overall a good guy. He was very humble. So what did you, what what was he saying to you? Um, so Sid American. Um from Colorado. He was from Colorado and he was coming out to visit his daughter. Um and he was an interesting character. He was bragging a lot about how he was getting a chopper to take his daughter and his mates. <laughs> fly fishing and his son was at Stanford and I was just here trying to read my book being a little bit amicable and he was he was an interesting American he also did not for some reason he was saying like oh yeah my daughter is gonna get proposed to maybe right now and, and we were like yay and he was like I don't care she could do better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he actually wasn't that good of a guy that was just yeah. Joking because Faye loves America so much. Mm. He was a huge bragger and he kept saying everyone's first and last names and we thought that he was talking about famous people for a hot second because like why would we know the family that your daughter nannied for in New Zealand? Yeah. Like Our... it's a big place, Faye's not gonna know them. <laughs> and he just used everyone's first and last names, even that chopper pilot. <laughs> yeah, also didn't um like when you're here you gotta start appropriating the correct terminology like kilometers and appropriating yeah that kind you got to fit in but homie was at old meat was just saying like how many miles is this from here to there and Faye was like I don't know bro do the conversion (laughs) he was also the one notable person at the airport that tried to pay for his coffee in American dollars (laughs) (laughs) and I had to go and tell these guys about him as they were waiting at the gate and then lo and behold he's also sitting next to me on the plane (laughs) and I was like it's the American dollars guy so yeah that made me love him even more yeah Yeah, he he was for sure a character didn't ask any of us a single question but (laughs) yeah we were like oh you're from America where are you from and he was like oh Colorado or Colorado Boulder or something and he never asked us where we were from and it was clear that we were all Americans (laughs) Faye was like oh yeah they're American he just talked about him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bit self-absorbed, but, yeah. Faye just wanted to read. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you think about the food here so far? The food? Um, we've been eating dehydrated meals for the last four days, so let me take a second to think. Food's been phenomenal, and I think my, my, no- my most notable meal was the spicy nudes. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were having... We were prepping for our tramp, a.k.a. our hike. And we were like, yeah, let's do something quick and easy for dinner. I'd pre- I'd prepped some pasta because I was like, I can have that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And these guys were like, yeah, noodles. Great idea, noodles. And so they saw some friendly Asian people in the supermarket purchasing <laughs> these noodles. And they were in like... In bulk. In bulk. This was their go-to noodle. They're like, who better <laughs> who better to get ideas for what noodles we should buy? So they got the hot chicken flavor. We roll around to dinner time sitting at the table. The hot chicken is hot. <laughs> that is spicy. And I tried like one, one half a noodle as Corey was cooking. And I was like, damn, you guys are not going to finish your bowls. And so I'm just eating my very tame pasta. And these guys are eating their very spicy noodles at the dinner table. Absolutely dying. And we were just laughing it was a flu-like symptom that came on nose running (laughs) coughing eyes watering 
It, it was like a level of pain that um, is like unlocking. It's it's a it's a life moment actually, where you can get into the next level of spice. Is so we we accomplished something great that day, and it was eating those noodles. Yeah, great. and I finished mine. Corey was choking with every bite, and <laughs> Faye was crying, laughing. I was crying. We had sauce all over our face. It was weirdly saucy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and just, it was overall really good. We could have used some milk after, mm. it or just something to cool us off. Yeah, but yeah. that was iconic. Yeah, but we're almost done here with Faye, and I want you to tell us, Faye, the difference between the coffee cultures well, in... she hasn't been to the no, U.S., yeah, I so. can't, oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't make any claims about the American coffee drinking culture but i can say new zealand and australia it's pretty iconic if you're gonna meet up with someone you go let's go for a coffee let's meet at this cafe let's do this it's always part of the morning routine and we love our coffee it's got to taste good it's got to be freshly roasted we've got to know where the beans have come from we're obsessed and we love our flat whites and our cappuccinos and our lattes and it's definitely a social thing here you go Let's go and have a coffee, sit down, catch up for the day, and it's a good break, and it's definitely a social thing. And you order your coffee, sit down, drink it, and then continue on with whatever else you're doing. Mm. Honestly, best coffee in the world, down under, but that's the thing. They say, do you want to have a coffee or let's go for a coffee? And then they actually go and they sit down and they drink it there, which is a thing in the U.S., obviously, but... I feel like if you have like visitors visiting us and we want to go get coffee, we go, we all stand in line, we order our coffees and we take it and we get back in the car and do something else yeah. all together. Mm-hmm. Like we don't sit there and drink it that often. And I love to get iced coffees or iced lattes and drink them for hours throughout the day. I'm kind of a slow coffee drinker, but I love having my coffee with me <laughs> all day and I... It kind of is sad to me that I have to, like, finish my coffee at the coffee place here, unless I get it to go, um, because I just love to nurse my coffee. But that's the difference, really. Yeah. There's another huge difference. They don't do... Why don't you do cappuccino art? <laughs> because if you want if you want to have your foam art, then you've got to get a latte or a flat white, which is when they do the milk pour. But with a cappuccino, you've got a lot of foam and you can't create the art. So instead, they put some delicious chocolate on top. Yeah, so if you order a cappuccino down here, you're getting cocoa powder on top, which is amazing. Yeah, it is good. But no art. Yeah, I was no so art. confused at the beginning of the trip. <laughs> I was like, "Where I'm ordering cappuccinos. Where is my fancy latte art? I'm going to be a dope-ass bar, barista one day. I need to practice this stuff. And then Faye's like, homie. He's like, he's like, mate. Old mate. Old mate. Well, I'm just a mate, not yeah. homie. Yeah. <laughs> You're not he's a like, random anymore. No latte art on cappuccinos, buddy. And that's that. Yeah. We're about to go get coffee now before... Oh, wait. Um, or not. Yeah, we are, but there was a question from the audience. Oh, yes. Oh. And it was from Malcolm. He also asked a great question last week. But So he wants to know how to tell the difference between a New Zealand accent and an Australian accent. Uh, well, you've got to li- listen for the twang that the Australians have, um, especially prominent in Queenslanders. 
they sound like bogans, as what we would say. Hillbillies. Um, but we switch our A's and our E's around. So I don't know how to pronounce anything in an Australian accent, but yeah, we switch our vowels around. I don't actually know why, but yeah, that's, it's hard to tell if you're not from, or you haven't spent any time in Australia or New Zealand, to be fair. And a lot of people would mistake both of our countries to be either from like South Africa or Canada, to be honest. That's Mm. a lot of where our guesses come from when you meet new people and they don't know your accent. I would say this one American girl that I met, she claimed to be Australian. I don't remember her name, but Faye knows her. She said to Faye when I first met Faye, oh, New Zealanders say things like Peppa and they go up in their tone. So now I always say, me and Corey say Peppa and Faye is probably so annoying, (laughs) but that's how New Zealanders talk or Kiwis talk. Yeah. And I would say Australians are just more rounded, (laughs) a little bit more rounded. They eat eat their vowels. Chewing on them vowels. They chew on their vowels. Um, Okay, perfect. Oh, wait, there was one more question. No way. Yes. Why does Gia look like she was dragged through a hedge backwards? (laughs) Because she's because she's unbrushed and unloved. No, not true. That's just the type of dog she is. <laughs> Faye's family dog Gia is an Irish no, sorry, a Scottish deerhound, which looks a lot like an Irish wolfhound, but a little bit smaller, but the same like wiry look. And she's a sweetheart. Yeah, she's just one of many of the animals of the week. Yeah, and Faye said that she looks like she was dragged through a hedge backwards, and I was dying <laughs> laughing. But I think that is That's everything, it, right? Faye. Thank you for our first guest. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yay! All right, Thank good. you for having us. Best trip so far in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> We're really sad to part ways soon. Yes. But you can come visit us in Queenstown. Yes. If you're... I wish. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good day. Good day. Ciao.